Welcome to Harbor for the Arts Podcast, where the performing and creative arts meets lifestyle. The mission of this podcast is to enhance, inspire, educate, and entertain all listeners about the performing and creative arts. I hope that the conversations I have with today's trailblazers in the creative arts and performing arts space inspires you to do more with the platform that you have. I am very excited about our new partner, Thrive Market. Thrive Market is on a mission to make healthy living accessible and affordable for everyone. This includes us creative and performing artists. Thrive is an online marketplace that offers all the non-GMO, organic, gluten-free, and vegan foods, as well as healthy products you love at 25 to 50% below retail price and all ship right to your front door. For every paid membership Thrive receives, they provide a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or veteran. So go to www.thrivemarket.com forward slash Brie, B-R-I, Cooper, to receive your free gift worth up to $25. So today's show, I'm very excited. I have a couple of guests. You get a two-for-one special, actually. They are brothers. They're actually twins. And believe it or not, they are in this exact same genre of the creative space and visual arts. They are critically acclaimed photographers and videographers. We would like to welcome Tyler and Darian Henson. Thank you so much for being with us. So I'm going to read a little thank you. For those of you who don't know, I actually met Darian when I was um, visiting a new kind of pop-up gallery. Maryland-based photographer and videographer Tyler Henson is an award-winning photographer and videographer with a history of delivering superior visuals to fulfill a wide range of styles, including product photography, high fashion, portraiture, street photographer, architecture, and more. Tyler's experimental style has been honed since 2013, often gravitating from one genre of photographer to the next, depending on what needs to be improved. A student of the craft, he is always looking for new ways to better himself. Now, Darian, his brother, is also a Maryland-based award-winning photographer, His work has been published in both print and online publications, as well as shown in various galleries in Maryland, including Ocean City, Maryland. Darian has been honing his skills since 2013 as well. He enjoys experimenting with different genres of photography to help mold a more well-rounded understanding of the art form. He believes his approach allows for failure to take place, which is a key component when creating. Darian continues to look for ways to improve and looks forward to the next stage of evolution. So both of you talked about the idea of failure, how important that is. So many people are afraid to fail. They do not want to fail. They don't want it in their vocabulary. But I love how both of you have kind of embraced it. And not only like you're twins and you didn't embrace it the same way. You're both saying, hey, this is really important that you learn to fail. And it is okay. Things might not work work out exactly how you want. I love the idea of how you look at failure as a necessary part of the creative process. Can can you tell us a little bit more about that? Darren, we'll start with you on that one. Sure. I just think that, you know, you touched on it a little bit when you, you know, mentioned just kind of failure being a necessary 
aspect, a necessary component, really in anything that you do. But I think more specifically, when you look at artists, whether that be photographers, painters, uh, people that make music, musicians, anything creative arts realm, I just think that failure is one of the most important things that an artist can embrace and use to their advantage. Because without failing, you, you would never really know what you're fully capable of doing. Because first, you need to try it. And if you don't succeed, then you understand, okay, this is where I need to improve. These are the things that I can get better at. And these are the things that I can add to the things that I'm already good at just to continue to strengthen um, those creative skills. I love that. The sky's the limit. And then you want to rein yourself back in, right? That's what it sounds Mm -hmm. like. It's like you just go for whatever it is you think is the correct path, right? And then- And then you want to, you know, either be guided by that professional who's your mentor, your teacher, um, your colleagues, your peers, who kind of help hone it and and bring more focus into it. That that do you would you agree with that or or am I? Yeah, yeah, I would. Because, you know, you you have times where there are things that you want to try to do. You may not know how to do it. You may be um, afraid of, you know, trying it and then not having it look like how you wanted to look. And, um, you know, that thinking can oftentimes just lead to not even trying it. So, um, you know, you have mentors, you have people in your corner who can help guide you, can help uh, give you words of encouragement, push you a little, um, just to, you know, get out there and try it. You know, that applies to whatever it is that you're doing, not just um, anything within the creative So Tyler, what about you? I mean, I know that both of you talk about failure, but at the same time, how do you embrace it? How does it not, how do you become okay with failing for you? What does that mean to you? Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Uh, We really appreciate it. Really early on, I had to find a way to make failure my best friend if I wanted to get better. And that was something that was kind of imprinted on my mind when we first started this. All I wanted to do was to improve, grow, just get better. That was pretty much it. I knew that failing was going to be a, a part of it and to embrace failing and have that kind of be something that you learn from. And, and not too many people really like to fail because, you know, as human beings, we like to kind of have this idea of anything that we do, we want it to work, understandably, but that's not always going to be the case. So when you do stuff and and it doesn't work out the way that you intended or the way that you you kind of drew it up, you have to be able to to cope with that and kind of duck and dodge as as things come come your way and understanding that it was just kind of okay if I want to get better if I, if I want to get to the places where I see myself then failing has to be something that I cannot be afraid to do it, it can't be something that I am going to shy away from I, I basically don't want to be in my own way I don't want to be my worst enemy I don't want to be the reason why I don't get to the next level. On this journey, it's kind of been, it's been interesting because a lot of the stuff that I was afraid of shooting within photography, taking pictures of, a lot of the stuff that I kind of shy away from because, you know, I'm not the most outgoing person. So a lot of stuff that I started out shooting was just stuff that I could just walk around my own neighborhood and and take pictures of. But then understanding, okay, if I want to get better and more well-rounded, at this, then I can't be afraid to step out and do something that is not necessarily in my comfort zone. So first I thought, okay, I have to understand what that is for me and then find ways to kind of attack that and and move in a way to where it's no longer something that I fear or have apprehension about. 
or have second thoughts or 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 doubts. It's now just something that I move in with uh, fluidity and just kind of pretty much making another branch, something else that I could I could kind of add to the arsenal, if you will. I think that's really profound um, from both of you, because today we really need to hear about that because so many people, I mean, you hear about all of these, um, you know, so many people are suffering from like mental health issues and the, where a lot of it stems from sometimes is just the fact that they feel like such a failure at life, at anything that they've ever tried. Um, So I really think it's so important that both of you have touched on that and how it plays a role as a creative artist, as a visual artist, even as a musician myself. And it's so funny when I was listening to both of you talk about it, I was started thinking about, wow, yeah, that's so true. Because even in rehearsals for me as a classical singer, you know, you think about all of those times where you're learning a new score or maybe the show's getting ready to go up and the director wants you to try something different and you're like, oh gosh, here we go. Well, isn't it better to just have this safe space to just try it? And then if it doesn't work, then you go back and you just tweak it and fix it and move forward. And then you have a great performance. So I, I love that. Um, so where did your journey start for both of you? I was so funny because Darian, when I was speaking to you at the gallery, I was surprised to hear that one, you had a brother, two, a twin brother, and three, both of you were into visual arts. So how did that start for both of you? Darian, we'll start with you. It started with us being at what we believed rock bottom. And that was just, I guess, kind of being young and like fresh out of high school, you know, not really sure um, of what we wanted to truly do in the years to come. There was a lot of, there's a lot of unsure times, which really struck a chord with my brother and I. We, we lean a lot on our, on our spiritual relationship during those times of uncertainty. We spent, I would say every single night, just kind of praying, just praying, just, you know, (laughs) um, really leaning on our faith at that moment. Things began to happen that one might call a coincidence, but we saw it as a divine intervention um, that really spoke to what we were both going through at the same time. So I would say the journey, like where, I mean, it, it, it started, you know, back in, I would say around 2012, 2013. Um, but what's also interesting is the people around us were, you know, the countless nights of praying, just like I said, events, began to unfold. Um, his hand was clearly at work and, and, you know, we, up until this day, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the core reason why we do what we do. That's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. It's, it's like the, the essence it's, it's our Mm -hmm. communication with him, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It's it's our Mm -hmm. way of expressing the relationship that we have with him. So, you know, well, you're using your talent. I mean, God has given all of us talents, you know, some of us realize it, some of us don't realize it, but you're using the talent. And I really believe that all of us are given a gift. It could be, maybe you're a great organizer and I'm not, you know, it could be anything that people kind of undervalue because of social media. They think, oh, I have to be famous, that kind of thing, but it really doesn't. And since God has given us all of us talents, it's a matter, it's, it's, 
up to us to kind of discover that. And yeah. the cool thing about the talent that we've all been given, no matter what it is, is the fact that he's given it to us to provide for us. Yeah. You know, he's given it to us so that we can make a living for ourselves so that we, so you really don't have to be a starving artist because you can, the sky's a limit right. when it comes to using your talent for what God gave you for, Absolutely. I mean, and, and you don't have to lock yourself into a pigeonhole, you no, know, you people don't. say about performing and music and, you know, you can only perform. And I'm like, well, no, when you really break it down, <laughs> I'm a musician, I'm a hmm. singer. So how many ways can I sing? How many ways can I use my voice? Is it through teaching? Is it through developing curriculum? Is it through working with kids? Is it through, I mean, a ton of it's yeah. workbooks, it's a ton of things. So <laughs> Tyler, I want to ask you, how do you view the art that you make and, and what does it mean to you? I know uh, Darian uh, was explaining to us the, the spiritual impact of of the work and how both of you evolved into being photographers and videographers. But how do you view the work that you make now, the art that you make? And what does it mean to you now since, you know, we're, we're several years past 2013 when you started. Um, so when you look at the span of time from when you started to now, what does that mean to you? How does the art evolve? Um, that's, that's funny that you asked. I actually think about this a lot. On one hand, it, it hasn't changed at all. And I'll say that mm -hmm. in, in respects to from like early days, it hasn't there wasn't any idea of, of, of what I wanted it to be. I didn't know what it was that I had. I didn't know what, what this thing was. I just, I just wanted to learn. That's it. Like, I just wanted to soak up as much knowledge as I could about everything. So I did a lot of studying and a lot of just reading and just spending time with it and just going out and shooting as much as I could of anything. And at, at, at one point I thought that I would come to this, uh, realization of, uh, okay, I've shot a lot of different things. Now I really want to focus on kind of this one thing, because that's just kind of what a lot of people around me, kind of just like how you see um, it going. And I thought that that would be the case. And it still might. But as of right now, it's not. And so on one hand, it hasn't changed in terms of my mindset and how I view it. And on the, on the other hand, it, it has changed because now I see it a lot clearly. Like I don't have to think about this at all. I just go out and, and things are revealed. And so the way I, I see it is kind of like a kind of like a ball that is constantly changing its shape form and never looking the same when you look at it. That's how I see kind of the work that I do. It's never the same. It's it's always different. I'm I'm always trying to to pick apart, to tear apart, to rebuild, to experiment. The way my brother and I kind of look at it as we're always in like a big kind of factory working. The doors are always closed. The windows are always closed, but you always see like steam coming out the stack. So you always know we're right. working. You just have yeah. no idea yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. So we'll, I'm we'll, familiar with that analogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll always be trying to figure out some way to bring something new in, something to learn, something, you know, to throw out. And we're never attached to any idea or any any way of thinking or going about this because we see it kind of in others to where you can be attached to kind of an idea or like a way of doing something for so long to the point where mm -hmm. you don't even see that that's kind of hindering you from moving forward because there are right. other ideas to accept and just staying open so we'll constantly talk about it with each other making sure that we're still open 
we're still kind of moving in the same direction and we're still working and, and kind of learning as if we don't know anything. Like I will put myself in the back of any class to learn whatever, but if you don't know it, then you can always sit back and learn, always pick up something new and kind of something that could change the direction of where you're going, kind of keep things interesting. And for me, that's just, that's the beauty of it. I, I love it because I wake up and I have no idea what I'm going to take a picture of next. I don't know how it's going to look. I cannot tell you at all, but I know that it's going to be something that I've, you know, spent time studying and, and, and learning and taking my time with it to know, okay, where am I mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, where am I? And what is the best way to communicate that? How can I pick certain things together to put them together to communicate where I am? And that's just kind of how I see it. I, I don't I don't ever want to put my hand in it and be like, nah, it's got to look like this. It's, it's got to be this way. No, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much hands off. Like I'll let it look and do whatever kind of shape it takes and whatever form it takes. And when, when, when I'm kind of nudged, to do something, then, then I'll do it. But for the most part, it's, it's pretty much on its own. I think that's really important. So I don't, I don't know if you've realized this. So I know that you've talked about, both of you talked about failure earlier. And now what I hear is where we talk about perfectionism and mm. being a perfectionist. And I know with art and music and performing arts and visual arts, creative arts, whatever you want to call it, you have to be somewhat of a nutty perfectionist because you could spend so much time in my case it's music a score a measure I could spend probably 45 minutes on one measure or three right. notes if I wanted to you know <laughs> and there have been times where I've done that and especially if you're performing you know you just keep doing it um if you're a dancer you do the same thing over and over again as a visual artist I'm sure you guys do the same thing but when we talk about, um, and you just talked about it actually, um, being a perfectionist, how it can kind of get in your way. So instead of saying, you know what, this is what it is. This is this is about as far as I'm going to go with it. Because at a certain point, I mean, how profound is that for you to realize at a certain point, it's not about you. Absolutely. So talk about it. You know what I mean? Like you get you out no. of your own way as an ego trip. I'm like, wow, that's Absolutely. pretty deep because you get out of your own way. And it's great that you've realized that at such a young age, because a lot of people don't, they realize right. the hard work, the perfectionism that has to go in it. But when you become a professional, you do in a way have to get out of your own way and say, you know what, this is, this is what I believe is the, the best work I can produce right now. This is where right. I am. And then you right. have to let it go because it's really yeah. not about you anymore. It's about people embracing your work or understanding it and giving them the opportunity to say, hey, well, what did you mean by this, this piece? Or can you interpret this for me? What was your original intention? Here's what I think it meant. And then you can chime back in. Well, actually, you know, it was this. So I think that's really profound that you both have, have touched on that. And, and Tyler, you've talked about just you know, perfectionism. And that's what it is because you could spend all day doing that. But at some point you have to step back and say, this is for the world. It's, it's no Such. longer for me. Yeah. It's no longer for me. You know, it's no longer my baby. It's, it's everybody else's. Um, what are some of your inspirations um, and influences? Uh, let's start with uh, Darian. One of the biggest influences is just, and I know this is probably going to sound like cheesy, maybe a little bit, but it, it really just plays into um, my spiritual relationship. But 
I think one of the biggest influences is just paying attention to the things around us. It could be the smallest thing. It could be the smallest interaction, the smallest conversation, something that we saw, something from a movie, you know, another photo. It, it could be anything um, that could give us inspiration and kind of start the gears working on a, a potential photograph, something that we want to go out and mm -hmm. pursue. For example, there was um, a, a few years back, we made like a short, like a short, super short video um, with our niece. And it was kind of like horror themed, I guess you could say. And that, that inspiration, I believe just came from like, I think we might've seen like one or two horror movies that, that week. Um, so that just kind of like played a role into like, dang, like, what if we, what if we kind of took a spin on that and made something where it could just kind of be our own thing? Tell us about some of your upcoming opportunities, Tyler. I know you mentioned some of the work that you collaborate on together, but a lot of times you collab, you, you do your own thing. Do you have any projects that, um, you're coming up with either solo or together and, do you prefer working together or do you like to work separately? Uh, we, 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 we prefer either or, I mean, we like working together and, and uh, separately it's, mm -hmm. but we have some work that's going to be on display. We're part of a, uh, an art league here in our area called the Rockville art league. We have a mm. uh, spring show believe, oh, wonderful. Uh, coming up soon. Great. Um, Where is that going to be? I know a lot of our listeners are literally, you guys, this podcast reaches around the world. So for some of our listeners who don't know, um, we're in Maryland and there is a town in Maryland. So if you're listening in the DMV area, um, Rockville, and um, is that where the show is going to be? It's going to be online. Um, oh, great. So, okay. Yo, even better. Everybody yeah. can view it. So you can go to a uh, the rockvilleartleague.com uh, for more mm -hmm. information. It's Wonderful. It's going to be on May 16th, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's exciting. Pretty cool. Uh, other than that, um, you know, always, always working, always growing. Always so thriving. where can people um, get in touch with both of you? Probably the best way is through our Instagrams. Mine is uh, Tyler J. Henson. Mm -hmm. And uh, okay. Darian's, I believe, is like Darian J. Henson. Or you can contact us through our, our website. Uh, we have several that? websites. My website okay. is uh, studio.com. Mine is DarrenJamarHenson.com. But, but those links can be found um, if you do have Instagram on our Instagram pages. And then through the website, you can get in contact with us via email. Well, I, I love that you both are, um, even though you're twins, you know, a lot of people like to do everything together if you're twins. But I love how both of you have your own identity and the way you, you might have something in common, but then the way you go about um, exploring different things, you know, I think that's really to be commended because I know um, if you're, your parents should be committed for that because they've mm -hmm. encouraged evidently both of you to be your own person, which is great Thank you. so that you can, you know, you can play well with others. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. What are you looking forward to? What, what future projects outside of the Rockville one are you, are you looking for? Do you have any more pop-up um, art shows or maybe virtually, I guess, you guys would have any virtual art shows coming up? Right now, we are currently putting some stuff in a few magazines here and there, photo competitions, uh, <laughs> trying to find ways to get it out there. Well, that's so excited that uh, we connected, Darian. I know we've been trying for a while to uh, yeah. get this interview done. You guys are both very busy, very popular. I really am 
I'm definitely pushing for both of you. Anything I can do. Thank you very much for joining us on today's episode of Harbor for the Arts podcast, where the performing and creative arts meets lifestyle. Thank you again to our sponsor, Thrive Market. And I hope everyone uses the platform that they have to create a space to inspire the world. So thanks again. Bye-bye.